0: Hello and welcome to Smash Hit Sports. I'm your host, Cody. Today, Michigan won without Harbaugh. They left him on the tarmac. He had to watch you know, the game from a pizza hut. Jimbo is out at Texas A&M. The Big 12 is in absolute shambles. And we have a Week 13 slate that I'm going to be honest, man, I, I had to look to find some relevant games. This is uh, SEC Cupcake Week, the worst week of the year. The SEC Charmin Ultra Soft. But um yeah, before we get into it, uh make sure you guys like the video. It's the best way to help the podcast. Hit that subscribe button so you don't miss anything we put out and uh be a friend, tell a friend. If you like the show, uh send it send it to a friend. We really truly appreciate it. Nick, let's get into the week 11 recap because we had a I mean, there were great games early in the week like mon- Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. Um and then Saturday, I mean, Saturday absolutely did not disappoint one bit.
1: Yeah. No, I mean, it was, we've had a, a lot of good slates in a row. So it kind of makes sense that we're due to have maybe a, more of a cupcake-based slate. I will say, though, looking at the schedule, still got a lot of good games, right? Yeah. Like, you know, you got Georgia, Tennessee. So, of course, like SEC Cupcake Week is, is yeah. Georgia road test, probably like the toughest environment they're going to have to play in. So that's kind of must-watch. Uh, My Tigers are playing UNC. I'm going to watch that. Got Arizona, Utah, uh, Washington, Oregon State. We'll talk about it all later. But as far as um, last week, yeah, I mean, we had Louisville, Virginia, Friday night for a second there. Both of us thought that Virginia was going to win and ruin everything for the ACC, kind of. But luckily, Louisville got to squeak by. Um, It's honestly, the ACC is looking like if Louisville does lose a bad game like that, um, like who's going to, who's Florida's taking a play in the, in the ACC championship game?
0: I still think North Carolina has a chance. Like I, yeah. I don't think. But if
1: they lose to Clemson this week, then that's three.
0: Yeah, that's fair. That's and then fair. And
1: it's just like, what if it's like Virginia Tech? <laughs> uh,
0: Virginia Tech fans, we called them crazy. They might not be. They might not I be.
1: I think they're alive. I think they needed UNC to beat Duke. Mm-hmm. And like a couple other things to happen to stay alive, and they're still alive for the ACC, which is wild. Um, Yeah, so I mean, definitely an awesome slate. We had what the Big Twelve teams that kind of lost or or didn't look great. Oklahoma State is that yeah? Did that surprise you? Be honest with me.
0: Um, Hindsight's obviously 2020. That was the biggest trap line in the world going into UCF after you played your rival in Bedlam all the hype we we've, we've talked how many times on this podcast betting against a team after they have their you know after they win their Super Bowl they won their Super Bowl and then they came out flat against a UCF team where like UCF has dropped a couple games but John Reese Plumley was hurt he was back and healthy in this game he looked outstanding they they shit pumped him and this is we like I know like Oklahoma State went on a roll there for a little bit it's also the same team that lost to South Alabama like
1: yeah, and and this is the thing. We talked about it on last week's episode. UCF was like minus two in that game or something. Uh, yep. I don't know what it closed at. But when we were recording, we looked at the line and we said, holy shit, that's maybe the biggest trap line I've seen this year in any sport. Yep. And we both still picked Oklahoma State to win. I think probably just because we were, you know, the pressure got to us a little bit. We pissed on our leg. But mm-hmm thinking back to it yeah hindsight i mean it should have like you, we should have just begged people to take ucf because that it just seemed uh like there were red flags everywhere so i'm not necessarily surprised in that sense um also last year i'm pretty sure oklahoma state was ranked like 8th or 10th they had spencer sanders it was maybe around this time of the year yep and they were playing kansas state like towards the end of the season and they lost like 50 to nothing and it tot- so i think this might just be the curse of Oklahoma state, they are really trending up. And then out of nowhere, they get absolutely like shit pumped, dog water destroyed. Yeah.
0: Yep. Um, And then Kansas barely beat Texas tech, but that didn't surprise me a ton. Um, I didn't really love that matchup. And and at the end of like Kansas is having a great season for Kansas. Like at the end of the day, they, they still could end up seven and five.
1: I mean, it's it, that one's tough just because uh, what's his name, like J- Jimmy Beam or yeah. whatever. Um, he he got hurt in that game as well, so now they were without Jalen Daniels and and Beam. and yep. so they were start they had a true freshman playing, and they still got really close to winning that game. So I mean, like I still think I'm I'm very impressed by Kansas this year, uh, and I don't judge them for that loss, really.
0: Yeah. Out of all of the conferences, like the SEC championship is already set. Nothing nothing else matters. That championship game is set. Uh, Florida State is for sure in the ACC championship, um, even if they lose out because their last game's to Florida. Um, there are a lot of conferences that are, are set in stone or close to it. Um, we're getting there with the Pac-12. I think Washington might be close um, as long as they win one of the next two. But the Big 12 is totally up in the air. Obviously, Texas is the leader of the pack with their only loss – with them only having one conference loss. But Kansas State has two. um, Iowa State has two. Oklahoma has two. Like There are a lot of different paths or potential Big 12 championship games. So um, a lot of – that's going to be – Something that we're going to there's a lot of I put a lot of Big 12 in this week's like games that we're going to talk about because they all matter.
1: Um, It's true. I mean, what? There's one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight teams that are four and three or better right now. Yeah. And like so if you assume Texas because there's the only six and one team, if you assume they're in, there are seven teams fighting for that spot. That, that really never happens. And again, that's why we did Big 12 last on our conference predictions because we knew this was going to happen it's the Big 12. The so last year, it's going to be like this. We're getting a lot of new teams. But if you had to bet on who you think is going to get in there, who would you, who would you bet on?
0: I'm going to bet on Kansas State. Chris like Kleiman that. is the best coach. About, yeah. Well, I like Lance Leipold a lot, but Chris Kleiman's the best coach out of the rest of that group. Um, so I'll, yeah. I'll ride with the Wildcats.
1: I like that. Um, I'm, I'm still going to go Oklahoma for now. Just because that's what I had beginning of the season, but Kansas yeah. State's they're hot right now. So, yep. All right. We'll um. Go.
0: Yeah. Missouri, a hell of a game.
1: Yeah.
0: A hell of a game by Missouri. Um. That's one where I was wrong. We'll get to my picks. By far my worst week. I need Um. Yeah. But Missouri, they're the second best team in the SEC East. I think they're the third best team in the SEC. I mean, they've played outstanding it looks like they'll go 10 and 2 because they play I think they play South Carolina this week
1: yeah Uh, yeah it has to be yeah
0: so I mean they've got a pretty nice and easy path to 10 and 2 like could play in a New Year's Six Bowl hell hell of a year
1: yeah no uh I think I was I mean I don't want to say I was wrong about Missouri because like I I think I had their over win total yep but I will say that, like, defensively, they looked amazing against Tennessee. They've just, like, had a fire lit under them all season. I was wrong about Brady Cook. Like, I was just kind of wrong about a lot of things uh, with that team. So so they've done a really good job of proving me wrong. But I'm happy for them. Like, I, I'm a Missouri fan this year. They're one of those teams that you're just not used to seeing them in, like, the top ten. Uh, so it just feels good. Uh, yeah. They'll probably beat South Carolina, which – I guess we'll we'll talk about South Carolina uh, later off. on, <laughs> but yeah, I think they're better than Ole Miss. Uh, obviously, they lost to LSU. That was a shootout. Um, you know, they're, they're right in that next tier in the SEC.
0: Absolutely. Um, speaking of SEC, Georgia's the best team in the country. I don't want to hear it anymore. I don't want to hear Michigan. I don't want to hear Ohio State. What Georgia did to Ole Miss was domination from start to finish. They did not. They didn't let up for a second. They kept their foot on their throat. Like it it was over. It was over after the first quarter.
1: No. And we should have known that it was going to be a blowout. Like Ole Miss does not have defensive integrity. They don't have the experience or the willpower uh, to, to match up with Georgia. Georgia, maybe their offense isn't as electric as it was last year, perhaps because now they have Carson Beck. but Carson Beck's playing really well and against, Ole Miss, yeah, George is going to go off.
0: Carson Beck has played in 10 games. He's thrown for over 300 yards in five of the 10.
1: Yeah. He's, he's, he's been really tremendous. Well. Yeah. He's honestly like, he's not in any Heisman talk. I don't think he's even under like plus a thousand. Like, he's like plus 1,500 yeah. to win right now, uh, which is kind of wild because, you know, statistically, by the end of it all, undefeated team, maybe he gets an invite to New York. We'll see.
0: Yeah, we could talk about the Heisman and best bets cuz I got a hunch that we're on the same page with with the Heisman and yeah. I'm pretty pissed off. Um <laughs> moving on, Florida State over Miami. Um Florida State won that game. Miami should have had a safety. They didn't call it. Oh my um, god,
1: that pissed me off so much. Which
0: was a terrible call. Um Florida State fed a lot of close calls and I
1: know. they're not playing well.
0: Well, I think, like I think, Florida. I still think they're going to win out. But that being said, like, I I want to put Washington over them in in my rankings. Like I keep thinking about it. The the their wins are looking less and less impressive. Like I don't.
1: I mean, it, that's, that's the thing is that like that win against Clemson that they should have lost. Clemson's a four loss team. Mm-hmm. That win against LSU. LSU is now a three loss team who else have they beat Duke
0: Duke has looked and, terrible since and Duke uh, has like five losses
1: now. Yeah. It's like people are, are blinded by the fact that they won week one against a top five team and have just been like coasting them in the top four. Their resume is not better than Washington's and the eye test. They're not better than Washington. I don't yeah. get how on earth they are ahead of Washington. I have them behind Oregon as well. Um, But then, obviously, being undefeated, I think you you just like I I think there's an argument for Alabama over Florida State. But right now, I have have Florida State at six and Alabama at seven.
0: Yep, and I I don't blame you. I don't blame you one bit. Um, There are a lot of hate.
1: uh, Well, a lot of people in our comments on Instagram know that I'm kind of a Florida State hater, so they'll probably call me biased for that. As you should. You you should be Florida State hater. This is not a a biased take. Okay, like this is.
0: No, because I'm in agreement with you. Um, the other thing, Iowa is a contra- – first off, I disagree with this note that you have in here so much. Okay. Iowa being a controversial call away from being 9-1, and one, they're also like a pick six or a fumble recovery for a touchdown away from being like 7-3. Oh, no, yeah. So, they, could be,
1: they could be like 2-8, and eight, dude. Their games are all close. My point with that is that just like imagine – in a universe where the, the call that you've never seen ever in 27 years of watching college football isn't called and Iowa who is not good is nine and one. Like that's, that's- more so just like a crazy theoretical thing to think about. Cause it's honestly wild that they're even and two. Like I had to rank them this week. Uh, I didn't want to do that. They like a Minnesota loss. They, they, they barely beaten every team. Which brings me to my next point is that if you – have you looked at the Big Ten West standings? Yeah. They are – That is disgusting. Crazy, dude. It's like – I think Iowa is is first and then the entire rest of the Big Ten West is tied for second at three and four in conference and five and five overall. So, who knows what of these teams become bowl eligible. It could be like Northwestern and Minnesota for all we know. Yep. But – it which, insane.
0: Uh, props to Northwestern's interim head coach. There are a lot of college football coaching positions that are going to open up here very quickly, um, and we'll talk about some of the big ones. Northwestern needs to hire that guy as their, their full-time head coach. What yeah. he's done as an interim, like going, if he ends up making a bowl game after the, the amount of guys that, like their best player, their lot, that four-star linebacker transferred out, this is a tremendous tremendous coaching job. A hundred percent.
1: Yeah. I mean, I, what, they were 1-11 last year? 1-11? One in, one in yes. And I think... Their like, only yeah, their win roster, was
0: on foreign soil.
1: Yeah, and their roster um, got worse, and they lost their head coach, and there was a bunch of drama. And now they might go from 1-11 to 6-6, and maybe even 7-5. and Like, yeah. it does make sense. So, yeah, that's definitely... He deserves a shout. I don't even know his name.
0: David Braun. I just Googled it. Shout out to David Braun. I wanted to make sure I got that correctly, correct, because he deserves it.
1: Yeah. Shout out to David Braun.
0: Um, Okay. Let's talk coaching vacancies. Three of them have opened up (laughs) in in the past 24 hours. Um, Boise State fired their head coach, uh, which a little surprising to me because I still think they'll make a bowl game. However, um, I think you and I both had Boise State pinned as like one of the top five teams in the group of five uh they have not been that at all this year um then Zach Arnett out at Mississippi State which is a very weird situation because they they hired him to keep some continuity within the program after Mike Leach's death like that's not it it was a great hire at the time I still believe it was a great hire it was the right thing to do but now it's time. It's time to move on. It's time to reset. But the biggest firing, a $75 million buyout, the best job in the world, the most exclusive club on the planet is a fired football coach because God damn it, they they, they live the absolute dream. Jimbo Fisher is out at Texas A&M. Nick, your thoughts?
1: Yeah, I was thinking about it today. that he got like 50 million dollar or what was it like 75 million dollars Uh, 20 million of it like
0: up front and then the rest of its delayed payments
1: insane yep even i can't even comprehend like doing that and i wonder if there will be like a domino effect on like long-term coaching hires for like unproven coaches within your school because obviously Mm. he was proven at Florida State, but to for Texas A and M to hire him uh and then just sign him to this massive, massive contract without him coaching a game there is nuts. So we might see a domino effect there. I'm seeing a bunch of people like post graphics saying, like, oh, who's best for the Texas A and M job now? And it's pissing me off because it's like, oh, Mike Elko and like uh and I saw Dan Campbell, the Lions head coach, on yep. one of the graphics. I'm like, he's not leaving. Like they were like, "Well, what if they offer him 20 million a year?" D- dude, Dan Campbell is building a massive legacy right now in the NFL. He's not going to go to Texas A&M. There's no fucking way. It's just I feel like people are dumb when it comes to A&M. All
0: right, so that being said, Nick, I want to run through a list of potential Texas A&M coaching hires and I want your thoughts just give me a yes or a no on each of these head coaches at Texas A&M all right are you ready yeah Lane Kiffen.
1: um I can technically see it happening so okay Mike Elko I would hate if it happened but I can see it I guess
0: Mike Norvell
1: no <laughs>
0: okay Dan Lanning
1: Dan Lanning? Yes. Dan
0: Lanning. Yes. No. I've seen so so many tweets of Texas State fans Lanning wanting Dan be... Lanning.
1: Oh, okay. I don't know.
0: I don't know. All right. You ready? <laughs> Chris Kleiman.
1: Oh man. It's possible. It's possible.
0: Yep. Right. Last couple last couple of these, I think there's there's really no shot but it it would be hilarious if it happened. Dabo Swinney.
1: <laughs> Why is Clemson, he on the as a Clemson list? fan,
0: Why he goes he on from one list? cult to another.
1: Why would he do that? Like no, there's literally if Dabo Swinney <laughs> is ever going to leave Clemson, literally which I do not think it it will ever happen. It would be to go to Bama. There's okay. no way, anything else.
0: All right. Um <laughs> Dan Le- or not Dan Lanning, sorry Dan Campbell
1: Dan Campbell yeah for I saw that and that actually pissed me off like I saw that earlier because people are like oh what if what if they paid Dan Campbell 20 million like that's way more than he's making now it's as if you're clueless of the idea of legacy of you know coaching in the NFL bringing a team like the Lions back from the dead of 50 years and making getting into the playoffs if he like yep. wins a couple playoff games and and goes to Texas A&M. Can you imagine if that happened? Yeah. yeah. I, Detroit would cease to exist. The city would burn.
0: Yep. All right. Last three here. Uh, Cliff Kingsbury.
1: Yeah. Honestly, I think that's what should happen.
0: Wow. Yeah. Really?
1: Personally, I, I would love that. I, I think that'd be cool. He's got a cool offensive mind. And Texas A&M with Connor Wegman. I don't know. That'd be cool. Okay.
0: okay. Um, Coach Prime.
1: Uh, no, he will not do that. He's not going to go to Colorado for a year and leave. There's the amount of work you have to put in to, to manage the transferring of all that and build up, you know, school morale. No.
0: Yep. Okay. Um, and then the last one, Urban Meyer.
1: Yeah, I hate that, but I can see it technically. Um, I mean, I think he's a great college hook. Uh, Head coach, he he is he is a literal abysmal NFL head coach. Yep. Uh, I don't know how old he is either. I feel like he looks ancient these days. So, well, I can see that. I can see. uh, I I would. I wouldn't mind Kingsbury, Uh, Mike Elko. I would hate if it happened. But again, Duke is going to be paying you anything, anything compared to what Texas A&M could pay you. So, yeah. But there are a couple names I'm seeing Lincoln Riley on the list that I'm looking at. As if, like, what I don't, why would he, why would Lincoln Riley leave yep. USC? You know, I, I, I personally think that's crazy. And my problem is all of these lists don't have any coordinators, it's all just head coaches of yep. big Power Five teams and sprinkle in a couple huge name NFL coaches. Like, might as well get fucking like Bill Belichick to coach.
0: I, it, my dream scenario is that Urban Meyer becomes the head coach of Texas A&M. His new offensive coordinator, um, he left – he he wasn't fired, but his contract isn't going to be renewed after this season. His offensive coordinator is going to be Brian Ferentz. And then his defensive coordinator would be another defensive coordinator who's looking for a job. He's coached offensive coordinator at several phenomenal Power 5 institutions in Alex Grinch so that's my that's my dream scenario right brian <laughs> ferentz <laughs> and alex uh, for a Gridge. second
1: i didn't think i didn't know you were you were kidding so i was like yeah oh, that, oh that's my dream
0: scenario <laughs> it would just be pandemonium
1: oh my god yeah oh and 12 um I, i'm also seeing like well caitlin devore is on this list i think that's yep. kind of another crazy one but like jeff trailer the utsa head coach yep utsa is undefeated in the aac right now uh trailers been there for a while he's you know he's pretty good like there are definitely some head coaches that that texas a&m could get but maybe look to the group of five to go get them like you're not getting dan lanning
0: i i think it in all seriousness i think jonathan smith would be a phenomenal hire from oregon state um not a splashy name but um i also love jason candle at toledo they're nine and one. Their only losses to a Big Ten team. Granted, Illinois isn't great, but like a Big Ten team at a it Big was Ten week school. One too, week week one, one, yeah, September second, right? So they've won nine straight games. Yeah, um, yeah. So Texas A&M, we'll see. Uh, Mississippi State, obviously not as hot of a destination, so that I think they're much more likely to hire somebody who is like a coordinator um
1: currently so
0: i can't believe we'll dabo
1: was on that list that's insane
0: yeah that's that's hilarious but i love it um last thing for actually no we'll t- we'll talk about that before we get into um next week's slate so let's do the props 2 segment um your favorite segment i think um i like this i like the props 2 segment i'm glad we added this but uh, yeah. i'll go ahead and uh start it off the rip here uh, props to Michigan for finally winning a game that anyone anyone cares about because the first nine didn't matter. But props yeah. to props to Michigan for finally yeah, winning I guess a big we'll game.
1: Give props to Michigan. I, I'll give some props to Michigan as well for winning a big game without the help of fascist stallions. um You know, that's probably took a lot of guts to uh to go out there without your.
0: <laughs> bro they You're i mean they supportive. lost they won this game without their two biggest components and connor stallions and and jim harbaugh
1: yeah it's, like, it's impressive against a, a penn state team that was ranked in the top 10 so yep yeah yeah you gotta give michigan props there uh and, and then i'll also give props to liberty and jmu for going 10 and 0 and bonus props to jmu for actually uh taking you know this whole uh postseason ban not ban but this rule uh you know Talking to the NCAA, seeing if they might amend the rule, that would be awesome. I don't think we're going to see JMU like they're not going to allow JMU to play in a New Year's Six Bowl. I I don't yep. think, but just let them play in in like Arizona Bowl or something. Yeah, like, I yeah. want to see something. You know, I don't want them to be the last team in playing the five and seven. You know, MAC. Yeah, they'll just beat the team.
0: piss out of Ohio or something.
1: Yeah, so.
0: Um, speaking of additional props to James Madison, they are ranked in the AP top 25 in both oh, yeah. football and basketball.
1: Yeah. That's what a, what crazy a week for JMU, man. I because mean, yeah. I'm pretty sure they knocked off the number one team in soccer this week yep. as well. So they're just firing on, on all cylinders that Michigan state game. I watched the end of it. Um, I will say Michigan state looked dreadful. Uh, so I, I'm not. There's a lot of basketball to be played. I'm not sold necessarily on JMU in that sense, but they should win the fun belt. Yeah. So,
0: yep. For um, sure.
1: Yeah. Go ahead for your next props.
0: Uh, props to uh, I'll give, I'll give props cause I've been Oklahoma's number one hater. Um, but props to Dylan Gabriel, eight total touchdowns against West Virginia, dominating performance from start to finish. That, that was huge. For that team, I think building their confidence going the rest of the way um, for this season. So shout out Dylan Gabriel, hell of a performance.
1: Um, yeah, no, eight total touchdowns is nuts. Uh, like two losses. If if they didn't have two losses, he'd definitely be in the Heisman contention. Um, he was like earlier this season. He's really good. Uh, I'm interested to see what he does like draft wise, um, at, at the combine and whatnot. I, I'm gonna give props to. The the Schrader's I don't think they're related. They might be. I doubt it. I think one's one's white. The other one might not be. I'm not I don't remember.
0: <laughs> I don't know. Garrett and Cody are two yeah two of the whitest names. I know.
1: So I maybe I should you wanna look up Cody Schrader for me, and see yep if he's related to Garrett Schrader. But yep. props to them because Garrett Schrader was Syracuse's leading receiver in a win against Pitt this week with six total receiving yards. Syracuse won by double digits, nonetheless, with 12 passing yards total. That is nuts. I think that's got to be the lowest like this century.
0: Yeah, so Cody Schrader, definitely a white dude. So oh, oh so maybe they
1: are. Okay, well then, and for Cody Schrader, who is Missouri's, I guess, maybe Swiss Army knife would be the best way to, yeah. to put it. But uh, he he put up 320 plus yards from scrimmage against Tennessee. Totally, totally dominant performance for, for Schrader. So, yeah, props to both the Schraders. Brothers or not, maybe cousins.
0: Cousins. Maybe cousin completely cousins. unrelated.
1: Who knows? Um,
0: Cody Schrader is the SEC's leading rusher. Yeah. Currently.
1: In, in a conference with, like, Quinshawn Judkins and Rocket Sanders.
0: Yeah. I know there's been injuries. Ray Davis.
1: Wild. Yeah, like, Ray. Mm-hmm.
0: Crazy. Um. All right next props to uh speaking of just unbelievable rushers he also happens to throw the football jaden daniels just with an outstanding performance against florida um the, the guy had damn near 600 total yards um, if your Heisman list doesn't have Jaden Daniels at the top, I, I, I truly can't take it seriously. He he has been the best football. He's the third leading rusher in the SEC right now as yeah. a quarterback. He has been nothing short of outstanding. You look at his passing yards, they're right up there with Penix and Bo Nix, but yep. he also has like a dozen touchdowns and a thousand yards rushing. I mean, he's, no, been he's, he's literally having
1: a 2016 Lamar Jackson season. Yeah. And this is my thing. People are saying, well, Jaden Daniels, can't win the Heisman because LSU has three losses. Lottie so Lottie. Dumb. I'm pretty sure Lamar Jackson, the year won, he won the Heisman, Heisman, had four losses. Eight
0: right. and four, yes. Yeah. There's also nine and three Heisman winner RG3. Oh, There's yeah. nine and three Heisman winner Johnny Football. Yep. Like, I understand. Especially but, like, in
1: the SEC. Like, Yeah. Three losses in the SEC, it's not like you had a shit season at all. No. So, and, and their losses are all good. It's a loss to Alabama, Ole Miss, and Florida State. And Jaden Daniels is – putting on a show. Uh his draft stock I mean is is skyrocketing. Yep. I like if if I'm an NFL team I want him, I'm taking him in the first round. Um yeah, so I will give my next props to Iowa because they well, I'm it was like 0-0 for a while that game. The under looked free. But then they started kind of picking it up a little bit and it was 22 nothing and they were driving at the end of the game. They could have scored a touchdown to ruin the under. And they knelt. They knelt at the goal line and saved the under. So thank had, you. All.
0: Had this happened early in the season and Brian Ferrand still needed the points, they would have gone for it for sure. No doubt. Yeah. No doubt. Um, all right. We're we're gonna go on to a, a new segment that I'm just gonna let you take over. It's called the Awkward Silence for.
1: Yep. This is uh, the segment that I will be hosting. It yeah. yeah, I'll you. just let you I'll just let you you do yeah. it. Yeah. It's it's awkward awkward silence for it's a new segment. Uh, It might just be a today only segment. But first, I'd like to give an awkward silence for people who thought Penn State was good and could actually beat good teams.
0: (laughs) God, that's terrible podcasting!
1: Holy shit! All right, next. Clip that! Clip that! W in the chat. (laughs) Um, (laughs) And next. Last but not least, I would like to give an awkward silence for people who thought Vanderbilt would have more wins than South Carolina this season. No one, I I don't know who could have done that, but we'll give an awkward silence. All right. All right, fuck thanks. you for
0: making a whole segment to a- directly <laughs> attack me personally uh, because I had pay- Penn State winning the conference and I thought Vanderbilt would have more wins in South Carolina. You're yeah. a piece of shit. I hate you. Um, I will be oh, getting you tickets to. I will be getting you tickets to a sporting event of some sort this year, and when I do, I will be using the SeatGeek app. Use promo code SmashHitSports to get twenty dollars off your first purchase at SeatGeek. Geek, I'm sorry that you had to be included in what was the worst segment in podcast history.
1: Yep. Thank you guys for sticking through the awkward silence segment. Probably a one-time thing. Had to be done. Hope you understand. Um, <laughs> it, 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 it's a little victory lap, but I, I didn't want to rub it in. No. Yeah, of me. course not. That's not me. I, I'm not like that. So All let's right. move on. Week 12 predictions. Uh, last week, you didn't do too well, Cody
0: no five and seven the worst the the first week i have been under 500 all year um just just a brutal pick there are a lot of brutal picks um nothing went my way so yeah. hey
1: Which, that's football I, baby I, you'll I've, have I've that there, right I, I went five and seven once this week i had a couple six and six weeks the fact that you went five and seven and i'm still 10 wins behind you in the standings you know, you had a lot of wiggle room, uh, but uh, it's exactly hey, what I needed to stay alive. You needed this
0: week. You're still alive. I definitely
1: did. Uh, so now I, I'm 79 and 58. Cody is 89 and 48. And we got 12 more games to talk about this week.
0: Yep, absolutely. So let's get into it. But before we do, make sure you like the video. Um, we appreciate y'all. Again, it's the best way, best way to help our content. Um, but we start out with a 12 p.m. Eastern Pac 12 banger, a, a beautiful game. 16 Utah at 21 Arizona. Arizona's finally ranked now. Uh, this game is a pick 'em. The over under is 44.5. Going to be some great defense in this one. I am pumped for this game. This game's going to be awesome.
1: Yeah, no, it's nice. Uh, we actually have a pretty decent noon slate. Um, I, I am a mega Arizona fan this year. They've totally took totally me by surprise. Defense is playing lights out. Snuck by Colorado. Uh, maybe yep. a little look-ahead game. Who knows? But they got the win. They're 7-3, and three, and we've talked about it before, but those three losses are all like really close two overtime losses. And then one loss to Washington on the road by a touchdown. Yep. Like Arizona is really, really good. They're at home against Utah. It's a pick em. I don't think Vegas is even giving Arizona the respect they deserve right now. Give me Arizona. I might buy some points on it.
0: Yep. I'm riding with them. Um, I'll ride them till the wheels fall off at this point for sure. Um, they have a, I, I legitimately think they have a chance to finish nine and three. Because they play Utah and then they play Arizona State to end the year. Yeah. They should win that game. So,
1: yeah.
0: um, A game that matters a lot for the ACC. um, I probably won't be watching just because the rest of the game's in that noon slate. But uh, nine Louisville at Miami. Miami's a one and a half point fate or one and a half point dog. This line screams trap to me. Um, I'm going Miami on this for sure. Yeah. It definitely screams
1: trap. I mean, Miami looked. Good against Florida State, defense was playing well. Um, a quarterback broke of,
0: his arm, so that's y- tough. yeah.
1: Uh, you know, it's kind of just been like a little bit of an unlucky season for Miami. Obviously, should not have lost to Georgia Tech. Uh, pretty tough schedule to close out here for Miami as well. Luckily, they are bowl eligible already. But I'm gonna have to take Louisville here, just because again, for the sake of the ACC. If UNC loses to Clemson and Louisville loses to Miami, it's like Florida state versus an unranked team in the ACC championship game. That's no fun.
0: That's Not so big, Ten. <laughs> the worst part is, is the ACC doesn't have divisions. Like this is just, it's just yeah, that the is conference the is bad. There's
1: only, yeah. There's just one good team in the conference total, which I, I wouldn't want that to be the case. Um, it's it's such a shame clemson had to be bad this year this was definitely a good year for them to not be bad because would have been pretty easy to get in there if louisville were to lose but i'm going to go with louisville to win this game uh you know just just for the sake of, of logic i guess
0: yep um moving along app state at jmu is college game day um I was a little surprised with the college game day choice. Um, but I do love that they're giving JMU some love. Personally, I probably would have gone to Corvallis. But um, this is this should be a, a good game. Um, but JMU is an 11 and a half point favorite at home. They have college game day. There's not a shot that the Dukes lose in this game. Not a shot.
1: Yeah, um, I was definitely surprised they chose JMU because uh, I think Oregon state seemed like the obvious choice, but if it wasn't Oregon state going to Tennessee, like I don't think George has had a game day yet. Right. Yeah. they
0: had, Georgia had game day last week.
1: Oh, they did. I guess yeah. I didn't watch game day, uh, but that makes sense actually. Cause they were playing Ole Miss. Uh, so then, yeah, it was pretty much Corvallis or, or JMU and they went with JMU. I think it's been six years since they went uh, back in 2017. Mm. Um, That's back when they were an FCS team. So it's going to be really cool. I know, again, like 100 people plus that that went there slash go there that are going to go there for the game. So, yeah, it should be really fun.
0: Yep, that's gonna be a rowdy crowd. Um speaking of rowdy crowds, Georgia at Tennessee. This game's in Nayland Stadium. Tennessee is a ten-point dog in this game. I'm gonna tell you right now, that's gonna be my best bets. Georgia's going to Georgia's going to beat the brakes off of Tennessee. They are the hottest team in the country right now. There's no slowing them down. Give me Georgia.
1: Um, yeah, so here's here's something crazy. Some something something might be wrong with me. I don't really know. But I... At the beginning of the year, looking at the schedule, you know, before either of us were like, oh, Ole Miss is good or Kentucky is going to be ranked or Missouri, blah, blah, blah. Mm -hmm. Tennessee was the only game that we thought Georgia could struggle against. And Tennessee is coming off getting crushed and Georgia is coming off crushing. And now Georgia has to go into the toughest environment that they've had to deal with all season, probably by far. Um, like it, it, it going to be insane. Right. And, and Carson Beck's probably not dealt with anything like that, uh, quite yet in his career. So I think Georgia could struggle. I think we might see some of that first half Georgia that we saw in the beginning of the season, especially because I think Georgia is going to be a massive public play here. I really like Tennessee plus 10, but and it's, another thing is that I I think anywhere you look, people are going to be like, why is the line even plus plus ten Why it should be 17 or something. Um, But like, I think I'm just going to take it a step above and take Tennessee to win uh, in a shocker. And if I'm wrong, then I will wave the white flag. Georgia is the best team, but they need to prove it this week and I'm challenging them. So I'm going to go with Tennessee.
0: Bold, bold, bold challenge, but I do love it. Um, Next up, we get the Battle of L.A., UCLA at USC. This is an unranked matchup. Um, This is going to be kind of an unstoppable force meets an immovable object. Um, The UCLA's offense has been bad, like very bad for a Chip Kelly team. And then USC's defense, I mean, we know what they've got. Um,
1: Yeah. what
0: What are your thoughts on this game?
1: I mean, I kind of thought UCLA was frauds for a while. They kept like sneaking back into the rankings, hovering around twenty, and I was confused. Um, you know, but I just don't—I don't think they're really good at all. USC just got through their gauntlet. Uh, yep. Some people earlier on, you would have said UCLA is a part of the gauntlet, but they get them at home. Uh, you know, they're seven and four now. I—I I, I still think USC is decent team like they're they're good they're they were hanging in there with Washington Mm. and Oregon uh just not good enough but UCLA has just been really bad they just lost to Arizona State at home so I gotta go USC it is definitely really disappointing because last year this was like one of the best games of the year both teams were ranked it was a thriller 47-45 to yep uh and everyone thought it would be like an elite rematch where both teams were probably ranked even higher this year and now they're both unranked uh, so maybe not even one that I tune into because uh, the Clemson game's on at the same time, but I'm going to go with USC.
0: Yep. Uh, I am going with USC as well. Let's talk about these two ACC matchups because these ACC games mean a lot for the conference. Um, let's start with the one that means the most. North Carolina goes into Death Valley. Clemson is a seven and a half point favorite, which kind of surprises me a little bit. Like yeah. if, you've, if you look at the records, it's surprising. If it you is. look at how these teams have played as of recently, it's not suppli- not surprising because Clemson dominated last week. Um, they dominated Notre Dame. And now they are playing a North Carolina team that has – I think they've lost two of their last four. Um, obviously, they beat the piss out of Campbell, but cool. And then they just won an overtime game against Duke, like, at home. Now they have to go on the road. I just – I don't see any – way Clemson loses this game Nick there's no way they can lose zero chance right no, no chance
1: I mean listen Clemson it, it they it feels cursed this this actually feels like the exact game that they they would lose where it's like all signs point to them winning again mm-hmm. UNC like you said they lost the UVA Georgia Tech then had an FCS game and then barely beat Duke like they're struggling Clemson's playing well. But Clemson, it's still, like, a cursed year. They were down early against Georgia Tech. Like, it was. Yep. there was moments in that Georgia Tech game early on where I was like, oh, we're going to be in another close game. Cool. Uh, so, you know, it, same thing as, like, the Miami game where Clemson goes and, and into Miami and plays a lot better than them for the majority of the game and then just crumbles. I can see something like that happening. UNC definitely has the offensive firepower to do it. Uh, but the seven and a half line kind of means that Vegas thinks it won't be that close. And you got to remember Kate Klubnick, the best game he ever played as a college quarterback was in the ACC championship game last year against North Carolina. He was dotting left and right. That honestly is kind of part of the reason that both of us had Clemson in the college football playoff this year was because of that game. Now they get North Carolina again. I think there's psychologically something to be said about, you know, playing at home against a team that you know you can beat because you've already beat them, and it was when you were 18 years old. So, yep. I'm def- I'm going with Clemson, but hesitantly.
0: Yep, I'm going with Clemson as well. Uh, moving along to a game that I didn't think would mean anything, but it actually means a lot, and it should be pretty interesting. NC State at Virginia Tech um these teams started out tremendously slow at the beginning of the year they've now picked up the pace a little bit uh dave doran has done a pretty good job at nc state kind of getting the getting the boys back on the tracks and then brent pry i'll i'll give credit where credit's due he's done a good job um they just beat the piss out of boston college so who do you have winning this game nick uh-huh. three point spread
1: yeah, I'm going to go with Virginia Tech in this one. Uh, kind of a trend I'm noticing, I guess, with, with my picks this week is that they're home, uh, I, I guess, just like late in the season where it might be your last home game of the year, it, it just, my gut's telling me you got to go with the home team. Again, yep. they're coming off a, a hot win. I think NC State quarterback, MJ Morris, decided to redshirt, which is yes. wild. Uh-huh. Yes,
0: a crazy move.
1: Yeah, so NC State, their defense looked really good against Wake Forest. I haven't watched any Wake Forest this year. Like, I, Wake Forest, I think it's just really bad. Yeah. Uh, I think Clemson beat them by like three, but whatever. Uh, I, I'm gonna go with VT. It's it's an interesting game though because just like I think we both kind of thought these teams were just not gonna be good, and now NC State seven and three, and Virginia Tech, if they win, is bowl eligible. And it's just kind of wild.
0: Yep. Yep, so I'm going to ride with NC State, Um, a just better coach, but I don't feel great about it. It's on the road. It is with Brendan Armstrong, who has not been good this year. So we'll see. We'll see how it goes. It's kind of um, crazy.
1: I, uh, I, I, I'm kind of just realizing that Justin Fuente is no longer the head coach, which happened like two years ago. <laughs> yeah. So that's yeah. wild. I, I just haven't <laughs> been following Virginia Tech, I guess. They've been pretty bad, to be fair. Yep. Uh who's their coach now? You said his name?
0: Brent Pry.
1: Brent Pry. Yep. Good to know. Learn something new every podcast.
0: There you go. Um this is the next game. This is a game that should be on a Friday night. This is a Friday night game through and through. And I'm so pissed that it's at 3 30 on a Saturday because this would be awesome as a Friday night game. And it's UNLV at Air Force. Yeah. What well, should be a really good game, a game that means quite a bit for the group of five. Air Force has now dropped two in a row. UNLV, um, they, they kind of let – I forget who they uh, – Wyoming. We yeah. both picked Wyoming in last week's game, again, on a Friday night. That was Friday game, right? kickoff. Um Friday Kickoff. They kind of let Wyoming come back a little bit. But what Barry Odom has done, which I'm going to take a minute here to just kind of suck off Barry Odom a little bit. Sure. Um Arkansas was a pretty damn good team the last couple of years, especially defensively with Barry Odom at the helm as the DC. And now we see what Arkansas looks like without Barry Odom. He goes to UNLV, which has been very, very bad. And UNLV has been outstanding so far this year. So shout out to Barry Odom. He has been just a story that nobody has talked about in college football this season. He's been outstanding. So shout out Barry Odom, which leads into my pick. I'm riding with my boy, Barry Odom. Um, Yeah. I I made that mistake last week. I'm not going to make that mistake two weeks in a row. Give me the boys in Las Vegas.
1: Um, Yeah. I mean, again, I'm I'm glad he even brought it up because I didn't know, uh, you know, who the head coach at UNLV was just because again, they like in years past, you know, some people will post their like worst 25 teams in college football rankings. And it'd be like UConn, UMass, UNLV would be on that list. Yep. Somewhere around like the top five, top 10. And then out of nowhere, to us especially, we didn't talk about them at all preseason. No. They're 8-2. and two. No. They're having a fantastic year. If they finish 10-2, and two, they're probably going to be finished ranked. Um, might win the Mountain West. The thing with Air Force and, and my pick is, one, they are coming off of back-to-back losses, but not just to like any teams, right? It's to Army, which is not a good team, and to mm. Hawaii, which doesn't make any not, sense. No, no, doesn't make any sense to me at all. What happened to Air Force? Like I, it, I don't even understand. Like I was like, oh, they're gonna be in the Fiesta Bowl for sure, and now they stink. Uh, yeah. But then if they stink, why is the line three and a half? I don't know. That's freaking weird to me. And I think I did this last week uh, when when I was like, oh, why is UCF favored when they're one and five in conference? You know, give me Oklahoma State. So I'm gonna have to go with Air Force for for that reason.
0: Um keeping to move into a game that means a lot for the Big Twelve. Kansas State goes into Kansas. I think this is called the what, the sunflower bowl?
1: Yeah, I think that's right. Um Sunshine no sun something sun sunflower
0: something i don't know um either way kansas state has won this matchup every year since 2008 is the last time kansas has beat kansas state um i i i saw a uh, big game boomer tweet that that made me laugh but um it was after kansas has lost to texas tech and he goes good news jayhawks college basketball has started and yeah <laughs> Good news, Jayhawks. College basketball has started. I think Kansas State whoops them. Whoops them.
1: Uh, yeah, I mean.
0: Especially if Jason Bean can't can't play and they're on their red shirt. Right. I, I, I was
1: trying to do some research because I was like, is Bean going to play? Is Jalen Daniels going to play? It I couldn't find very, anything. Yeah, yeah, it was ambiguous. Uh, Literally, like the press conference had no answers. So. Uh, I actually I think I originally had Kansas for a second, and then I was like, I just can't do that, especially with a plus-eight spread. Uh, I'm yeah. going to go with Kansas State as well. But uh, it, it, it is the Sunflower Showdown. I just looked it up. So.
0: Sunflower Showdown. Yeah. I knew it was something. Sunflower-based.
1: Uh, yeah. Yeah, so uh, we're both going Kansas State and the Sunflower Showdown. Um, 7.30, we got Florida at, at Missouri, which is, uh, I guess – interesting uh, because florida again they were five and two now they're five and five and they have to play missouri and florida state to end the year did we nail florida season in the sec preview (laughs) kind of i I think i think we did i I think think we we nailed it literally i think we fucking nailed it i think we got everything right because it it, what we said was going to happen is exactly what's happened uh they're not going to beat missouri there's no i haven't looked but there's no way you're picking florida yeah so Nope. There's just no way.
0: <laughs> yep. Not a shot. Um, give me give me Missouri in this one. They're just they're just a better team right now. Top to bottom. Yeah. Yep. Um keeping it moving. What should be the game of the weekend? Uh Washington at Oregon State. This game is a pick'em. Wow. A pick'em. I'm so excited for this game. This is the game that gets Jonathan Smith hired by the Michigan State Spartans. I think he coaches his ass off. I think the the we haven't had enough chaos at the top of college football the last couple of weeks. It's been awfully quiet and this is the week that it all goes to shit. Right. You have Georgia losing. I, I have Washington losing. Give me the beavers in this one. The Pac-12 cannibalizes itself, and we have some very, very real discussions about who is going to be that fourth team. So give me the beavers.
1: Yeah. Which is crazy because if Oregon State wins, you know, two-loss team, but if they're ranked 10th right now, where do they go? If they beat undefeated Washington, you know, they you got to assume they bump up to like eight, seven, or eight. Um, I personally – well, let me start by saying that Washington's defense of late has been really bad, uh, which is super concerning. I don't I it was won-
0: ever that good.
1: Yeah, but I, I mean, right before the Oregon-Washington game, we were talking about, like, these defenses, you know, we're expecting them to kind of, like, show out. And it's not like they didn't. That game was amazing, offensively and defensively. Both yeah. teams were playing really well. Yeah. And then just all of a sudden, they've just really looked – bad like worse than they should so that's concerning because now they have to go into a hostile environment um in oregon state i really wish that this could be a a dju game where i can just watch him shit the bed when everyone's watching you know and be like ha see dju stinks i just don't think that's going to happen but i do still think that washington can win based on their offensive firepower especially at this point in the season like this, they play Washington State next week, so this is it for Washington. They know that they're on the outside looking in, according to the CFP, right? Because for some mm-hmm. godforsaken reason, they're not ahead of Florida State right now. Um, we'll have to wait till tomorrow to see if that holds up. But it, it, at this point in the season, they have to win this game. They know that, and this is the only game left. There's no look ahead or anything like that. This is it. Like go win, and so I'm going with Washington.
0: This game is going to be a phenomenal end to the, the like a 7 30 kickoff night game in Corvallis. It's going to be scenes. If I could, if you could transport me to a college football environment this weekend, that's it's without a shadow of a doubt to Oregon State. Um, another game that means a ton, and you would have bet if I would have said, Hey, this spread's going to be eight points at the beginning of the year. I'd have been like, "Wow, Texas really was that bad." No, it turns out Iowa State not a bad football team. Yeah. Um, even though they did lose to Ohio of all teams, uh, but Texas number seven, Texas goes into Iowa State. It's an eight point spread, which yeah. is kind of surprising to me.
1: Yeah, I don't. I'm try I, I've been trying to kind of figure out why. Because again, Texas didn't. You know, they they've kind of just like been narrowly. uh Escaping some teams of late, you know, TCU, that was closer than it should have been. Uh, Kansas State, they, Kansas State ran some horrendous play in overtime. I forget if it was a two-point conversion or not, but it was horrendous. Um, And Texas won. So Texas, kind of similarly to Washington, is reeling a little bit here. Um, But I think I've already done enough by picking Tennessee to beat Georgia I, I can't go Iowa State here. I got to go Texas.
0: I am going Iowa State.
1: Wow. All right. Okay. So you're going. All right. All right.
0: Texas, their last five games, loss to Oklahoma at home, or well, at home in the Cotton Bowl. Lost to Oklahoma. At Houston, they won by seven on what was one of the worst officiating mistakes we've seen all season. Houston ch- had a chance to win that game then they beat they beat the piss out of BYU at home and then at 3 point overtime win against Kansas State at home and then on the road at TCU they win by 3 and now you have to go at Iowa State i, I think they're yeah. already too concerned about the Big 12 championship Iowa State Matt Campbell we're going to i think we're going to hear like oh Matt Campbell to Mississippi State rumors um, Which would be
1: nuts because we were talking about like he is a hundred percent locked going to get fired, right? yep, And now and... He's, he he heard us. He probably listened to the pod. So yeah, you're welcome, Iowa State fans. We lit a fire under Campbell.
0: Yeah. So uh, give me Iowa State. That being said, out of all the games I've picked, this is the one I feel the least confident in. Yeah. Um,
1: I mean, it's crazy,
0: but. <laughs> We've seen crazier, man. I just, I we feel have. like we we see some crazy shit every year. And I feel like we haven't seen enough crazy shit this year. So I feel like we're in, we're, we have some crazy shit coming. I also am of the proponent of like, somehow we're going to end up with two fucking SEC teams in the college football playoff again. And, and this is how it happens. Texas is going to have two losses. Washington's going to lose, so they're going to have a loss. And then you're going to have Oregon. If Oregon beats Washington, then Oregon's going to be a one-loss power five team. And you're going to have a one-loss champ. And then if Alabama beats Oregon, and then it's going to be like, well, they've already been putting Alabama above Oregon. So it show, if Alabama beats Georgia, then they're going to put Alabama above Oregon. And then Georgia's going to be above Oregon. And there's going to be two SEC teams and fucking Florida State and Whoever wins the Big Ten, and that's going to be the college football playoff. I'm going to be so goddamn pissed because I want to see Texas or I want to see the Pac 12, and it's not going to happen. I'm going to be sad and angry. And so I'm picking this, kind of hoping that I'm wrong, so that way I like the college football playoff matchups more.
1: Yeah. So either way, I what I'm you, right. What you, you know uh, what I mean? What you just explained is kind of proving my point that we could have a two loss team in the college football playoff. Uh, I'm hedging
0: my future mental health.
1: Yeah, that's what it is. It is (laughs) still possible. It is still possible. It's obviously always unlikely, but like if chaos ensues, chaos could always ensue. It could happen at the drop of a hat. Um, Who's Texas's game next week? Texas's game
0: next week is Texas Tech.
1: It's Texas Tech. So, yeah, I mean, you can kind of assume that Texas knows that they only have to win one of the next two to play in the Big 12 championship game. Yep. They still like college football playoff aspirations. They have to win both, so it's. I mean, we'll we'll see, we'll see. But that's that means we're differing on a lot of games again, which could end up working out. Gonna make, out to f- me or, gonna make or, for some great theater. Yeah, we'll see. We, we'll see.
0: It's either you're gonna be right back in this, or I'm gonna put the nail in the coffin.
1: Yeah, yeah. You can or we go dagger, fifty fifty, the, and uh, that's the But yeah. onions three, uh, or yeah, I'm down like five oh. going into rivalry week. Oh, I love a good
0: onions three pointer. Yeah, oh. is
1: the goat of all goats.
0: God, college basketball. Onions? <laughs> Onions. Onions. All right. Let's get into the best bets. Um my uh, so we did not cash the Megalodon Intergalactic Atomic Parlay of the Millennium. Yeah, USC. Ah. The, that game went under. I didn't feel great it about did. it. Um we don't have to bet it though. We don't have any spreads this week where the under is so low it's disgusting, or the over is so high that it's like you got to take it. Um, so oh, I bet I th-
1: Iowa's is pretty low.
0: Iowa's I is probably pretty low. I'll take a look at it, but in the meantime, um, I'm going to give my best bet, uh, and that is Georgia minus ten. Um, I'm a I'm a big big fan of that line. Um, another line that I that I am a fan of um, that we have not talked about. Um, Notre Dame I think is going to cover the spread at home senior day Sam Hartman against Wake Forest like it's all of the all of the stars aligning Wake Forest is not a good team we found that out very quickly Um, I like that yeah Notre Notre Dame is a 20 Notre Dame is a 24 and a half point spread I I still like it at at that Um, the Iowa over under um because we're all curious it is 30 and a half
1: yeah i mean it it has to be the under keeps hitting like yep.
0: <laughs> they play illinois like so Illinois
1: just scored 50 points
0: let's fuck it you want to ride it we'll ride it again yeah i'll bet the under
1: yeah Death well, I, taxes write, I mean, iowa
0: going under the total
1: i have we have to bet it i have to i have to take it um my non-iowa bet of the week is going to be Texas Tech minus three versus UCF. Uh, UCF? They've won two straight. They just clobbered OK State. Um, storm with, the know, field. Yeah, storm the field. Huge moment for them. Uh, still not a fantastic, uh, you know, season for UCF. Now they have to go into Lubbock, where Texas A&M's kind of getting hot, right? And if we're assuming Texas Tech is going to lose to Texas next week, if they're going to be bowl eligible, they have to win this game. They're minus three, which makes me think that they, you know, should win. Because I thought maybe it could have gone either way with that spread. Uh, But like Lubbock, like Oregon at the beginning of the season had to fight tooth and nail to win at Texas Tech. Lubbock's a really tough place to play. Um, And and so got to go Texas Tech. That's, That's my favorite bet this week.
0: Yep. I like that a whole hell of a lot, actually. Um, five o'clock kickoff, weird kickoff time, but you'll love to see it. All right. Um, that being said, so all we've got for this week, make sure, you know, if you've made it this far to the podcast, be a friend, tell a friend, um, subscribe, like the podcast, do all that stuff. Um, as we we're, we're going to get into rivalry week here. It's going to be a lot of fun. Um, and then we have conference championship week. We got bowl games. We got all sorts of stuff. Um. Actually, before we leave, before we leave, we didn't talk Heisman, and we need to talk. Oh Heisman. yeah, we
1: gotta talk Heisman.
0: We need to talk Heisman. Um. Also, quickly, the SEC. You're a bunch of fucking cowards for how you schedule your games this week. Here's the SEC schedule this week. You're gonna you're gonna be like, wow, they didn't mention a lot of teams. Yeah, because they don't play anybody. Alabama plays Chattanooga. Ole Miss plays UL Monroe. Mississippi State plays Southern Miss. Texas AM and m plays Abilene Christian. Uh, Georgia-Tennessee, shout out, scheduling it. Georgia has to play a good game, though, because the rivalry week game is Georgia Tech. Same with Florida. Florida has to play a good game because the rivalry week game is Florida State. Um, Auburn plays New Mexico State. Um, Arkansas plays FIU. And then LSU plays Georgia State. It's fucking yeah. cowardly. The SEC, no other, no other team does it. Oh, but we play an SEC schedule, so we need a cupcake at the end of the year. It's Shut tough. up. Shut up. This is so dumb. You you know why I hate this,
1: right? It's a really good impression. Uh, uh,
0: Thank you. Um, You know why I hate this? Because you get teams that are going to have phenomenal years, right? If if Ole Miss beats Mississippi State, they're going to go 10 2. They've had one 10 win program or 10 win season in the history of their program. The last home game that those fans are going to get to see on the year. Is against Louisiana Monroe at home. That's the oh, last home game these yeah, fans baby. get to watch in a historic season. That's what yeah. you give them. You get that's it's bullshit. It it's is. bullshit. That that oh, should yeah. It's
1: always been annoying. It's always been that way. I guess I'm just like used to it. I grew yeah. up a a Gator fan, so like, I yeah. I mean, it's they soft. play Florida State, so like, I I never really noticed it in that sense. But yeah. I I always was tracking the SEC kind of heavily, so.
0: There, uh, there are a handful of teams that don't do it, and they do it because they have an out-of-conference rival. It's Georgia and Georgia Tech, it's Kentucky and Louisville, and it's um,
1: Florida, Florida State.
0: Florida, Florida, Florida State, right? Those, te- those teams never get to play a cupcake this week because they—they're teams of integrity. This is bullshit. All right,
1: the Heisman. Oh, and South Carolina, Clemson.
0: Uh, Yeah, South Carolina Clemson, which South Carolina is playing Kentucky. Yes. So shout out South Carolina. We'll give South Carolina a little bit of credit because I know that I've shit on them pretty much all year. Um, But no, let's talk the Heisman because I I saw, I don't know if it was a tweet or an Instagram story post or or something, but you posted it somewhere. Um, Jaden Daniels, and this is, we're including this in the best bets portion. Jaden Daniels has been outstanding. He's been the best player in the country.
1: 100%.
0: Bo Nix is the favorite to win the Heisman right now. I think Jaden Daniels, is what plus seven hundred?
1: No, he's he's like plus three fifty right now, but he's third in odds. It's Bonix plus like one twenty. Penix uh, Penix uh, is is like plus two hundred. Uh, obviously, it depends where you look, but Jaden Daniels is third, maybe even fourth in some, you know, on some sites. Which yeah, blows my mind because we talked we touched on it a little bit earlier about how it has to just be because of the three losses and people are just, yeah. for some reason this season of all seasons, they're just like, well, you can't have three losses. It's like, well, it's happened so many times before you bozos. Even Brian Kelly said, it. he was like, yeah, well, we don't have, you know, much to play for. So like, you know, the voters aren't going to be tuned in. It's like, I watched the LSU Florida game and yeah. I, it was electric. It, it was Tim outstanding. Daniel, putting up 700 total yards of offense. People are going to fucking watch.
0: The 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 run that he had, like the 65-yard touchdown run, it was absolutely insane. Yeah, Not only – that's the thing, too, is it's one thing to put up gaudy numbers. He's doing it in a way that is so fun to watch. It yeah. is beautiful football to watch. It's outstanding. He's making great throws. He's making great decisions. Like, he's playing his ass off, and he's having these highlight plays that, like – you can have and not be that great at football or you could be great at football and not have these insane highlight plays. He's doing it all.
1: He should, he should be,
0: he should be minus money to win the Heisman. He should be like minus two fifty. The
1: best way to put it is that like, I haven't seen a season this like entertaining and dominant from a single player as you know, as far as just like watching him play, it's just, he's doing everything correct. It's kind of like CJ Stroud, you know, it's like, of course you never would have thought he'd be in the MVP conversation. And then even now people are like, well, he can't be the favorite. He's a fucking rookie. It's like, well, look at the stats. He's Let's
0: leading the win. league in passing per game.
1: Like he's yeah. literally like, yeah. So it's, it's like, we need to just stop with these narratives of like, you have to have all these certain things go exactly right. So that you, if you have these stats, you can actually win. It's like when Bryce Young, won the Heisman, Jane Daniels is having a far better year in my opinion. Devonte Smith that year was insane, yeah. uh, for sure. But I still think I would vote Jaden Daniels out of Devontae Smith that year.
0: Yeah, the, uh, this year, Jaden Daniels, huh? right? You're saying this year, Jaden Daniels. This like, year, Jaden
1: Daniels. Yeah, over.
0: is a better year. Yeah, this is, I, I think this is the best, ba- like... 2019 Joe Burrow's a little different just because that offense was like the most insane offense we've ever oh, seen. Oh, Joe Burrow
1: was a lock, yes.
0: But like in terms of highlights, I think this is the best Heisman we've seen since um, of course it's Lamar LSU Jackson.
1: Again. It's LSU again, and yeah. they have two amazing wide receivers again. Yeah. Which I don't know if you saw this stat, but Malik Neighbors and Brian Thomas actually have better stats than Chase and Jefferson did through nine games in 2019.
0: Yeah. They've been absolutely incredible. And so. who,
1: who throws them the ball? Oh, yeah, Jaden Daniels. Yep. So, Jaden Daniels better than Joe Burrow is what that stat's saying, huh? Uh, don't,
0: don't you ever say that ever again about my boy, about my king.
1: Oh, Cincinnati fan. Yeah. I'm not actually saying that Joe Burrow's better, but the stat is. And yeah. it's just well, wild to me as well. Like, I don't know. We'll have to see. But I, 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 I posted on my Instagram, I said, if, if you're going to place a bet, fucking throw your house on jane daniels because he's if he's plus 350 right now and keeps playing like this there's just no way he doesn't win
0: and and a Matt like and it's a very quick like oh washington loses a game and then they win the pac-12 championship and so Bo, washington loses a game bonix loses a game jane daniels right back and like which he should win it regardless okay all right. All right that,
1: we, yeah, we should leave. We should let them let them go.
0: Yeah, we'll let the people marinate. All right. Thank <laughs> you guys so so much for listening. Um, Again, like and subscribe and do all that shit. We appreciate the hell out of you guys. And we'll yep. see you in the next one.